Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Gary Hunt, Director of Content Strategy and Media at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. May 25th marked the one-year anniversary of the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. It was an event that, along with several others, jolted the public into an awareness of racial injustice. It prompted many organizations and businesses, including the Ohio Society of CPAs, to do something about it. We highlighted this topic in an article in the May-June issue of CPA Voice, which, in case you didn't get a printed copy, can be found at ohiocpa.com. In preparation for that article, I interviewed Margaret Finley, OSCPA's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Strategist. We're bringing you some portions of that conversation today, and because we hadn't originally intended to use the discussion for a podcast, the sound you hear in the background at times is me typing notes. The Akron native had been on the job at the Ohio Society for only a few months when the pandemic hit. Instead of learning the ropes at her new job, like many people, she found herself scrambling to simply make sense of it all. It felt like a sudden whirlwind just came through, right? Because, you know, getting acclimated to my role, um, I remember we were working on our Crossing Bridges conference that we wanted to have um, as a way to really kick our work off out into, across our membership, I should say. And of course, uh, COVID came and (laughs) interrupted all of that. And then, um, you know, we had to pivot. We had to think of how to be creative and to continue the work. So that was a whirlwind. And then to your point, back in uh, May of last year, we, you know, embarked upon the George Floyd situation. And that, I think, for uh, diversity, equity, inclusion was certainly a turning point because all of a sudden you had a situation where people became very aware, or sometimes the word I use is woke around the issue around racism and social justice and inequality, right? Like that unfortunate death of George Floyd brought home the realization for so many people, companies, and organizations, right? And um, I think the the shock of watching a man being essentially suffocated and calling out for his mother just was horrendous for so many people. Um, Thus, we have all of the focus on DE&I now. Finley, who is Black, found that the events of 2020 impacted her both professionally and personally. Before that happened, as it relates to diversity and inclusion that we were calling it at the time, and then we transitioned to DE&I, um, you know, we were struggling to try to get members and companies and firms involved in the work, right? I think about trying to schedule that conference and trying to get sponsors and partners and people just not, um, I don't know if the right world is ready for it, but it was a struggle. And then, you know, when the George Floyd situation happened, we started getting calls, right? We need help and, you know, wanting to get on board with us. And so we saw, you know, participation in our session started to increase, um, not to the level that we wanted, but we definitely were better 
than where we were. Um, and I think the biggest uh, opportunity for the society perspective was around our consulting arm around diversity, equity, inclusion, because I have no doubt in my mind that as because of the situation with George Floyd, you know, I'm now engaging in consulting with uh, three of our member forms. Uh, two of those are for one year, and then one signed on for a three-year journey with us. And again, because so much attention and focus right now is right now on DE&I, those leaders and executives said, hey, we have work to do. And I have just found that experience with these three firms just just so, I mean, they feel like they're learning from me, but I'm learning from them as well, because I just think about their candor and, and saying to me, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. You know, we need you to help us, but we are not willing to be silent on this subject any longer. And so for me, where it's been a whirlwind, it has also been refreshing just to engage with these um, three different respective firms that are quite frankly, uh, majority Caucasian, right? Like they, they, they are suffering as they are, I should say they're struggling, not suffering. They're struggling to advance diversity uh, and inclusion across their firms as well. And so I'm engaged in that work with them. From a mental health um, and wellness perspective, Gary, I think it has been a lot to take in, right? Between George Floyd and, and again, you know, I say to people all the time that George Floyd was not the first black man killed by the police, right? Yeah, so this has been happening, but it was just so horrific and recorded and it broadcasted everywhere. Um, the lady, I don't want to say her name wrong, but the lady that accused the man of attacking her and when she knew that it wasn't um, true. She could have cost him his life. Mm -hmm. And so for me watching that, you know, back over 400 and 100 years, black men were lynched for, you know, being accused of things that they didn't do. So it just brought back so many memories of that this has been going on for decades and years and years and years. And it was a lot. It was a heavy weight on not just the mind but the heart to say what will it take for us to get it and to stop the madness is what I call it and again between that and the pa pandemic it has been overwhelming even in my role as a DE&I practitioner I have to constantly keep myself positive and optimistic about the work we have to be able to um, articulate where we are, right? And not be ashamed of what we're feeling. Like I, I, I've always been in touch with who I am and what I'm feeling and, and, and tried to work through those feelings without becoming angry, without uh, getting complacent to say my work doesn't matter because believe me, I've had those days um, when I felt that way, but then there's always this shiny part or someone that comes around to remind me that no, it is worth it and we're going to keep moving forward. But I think mentally we have to give ourselves permission to feel what we feel, 
and work our way through the process. Finley said these issues, as well as all the stress the events of the past year have brought, highlight the importance of mental health. We have got to, I believe, take the stigma away from people with mental health issues. I think about Kate Spade, I think about Robin Williams, like people that are millionaires that are have the best of everything in life, but they have this illness and this mental health and how they probably suffered in silent until they couldn't anymore and ultimately took their lives. So um, I, I'm very in tune with when I get down and I feel like my mental health is at stake. You know, I, I have chosen, well, to use my coach, but I'm a very faith-filled person too. And I pray, right, to help me through these um, sometimes difficult times and, and conversations that I find myself having to have. Because the truth is everyone is not on board around the work of DE&I and everyone doesn't think there's a problem. And every a lot of people say, okay, that happened so many years ago, you need to get over and move on. Um, so you gotta meet those people where they are and educate them and make them aware of this, this systemic issue that has been around for years. And the unfortunate part, here we are in 2021 and it continues. We talked about the concept of blind spots experiences others have had because of their race or other personal characteristics that those who don't share those characteristics might never become aware of. Events of the past year have prompted much soul-searching among those who were unaware that such issues were so pervasive. The experience I'm having now with one of the firms, uh, and I'm talking to all of the partners, so I had a conversation with the CEO, and he asked that I talk to their fifth because he wants them to embrace the work that they're going to embark upon for the next three years. And all of them, majority white men, have said to me, I can't relate because I've never been discriminated against that I know of, right? And that I don't walk down the street and wonder, am I going to get stopped or drive down in a neighborhood? Like, I just can't relate to that. Um but unanimously, what they all have said is, though, but I want to be able to understand better, right? So when you talk about blind spots, it, it's like if you haven't experienced it, it's not a problem. But really, it is a problem. And how do we get people to admit to the blind spots and become more aware of the impact of those blind spots? And that's what I heard these leaders say over and over again. Well, you know, Margaret, I never I never really gave this any thought. But now that we're talking about it, now that our firm has signed up for the next couple of years to go on this journey, I have a lot of questions and a lot of work specifically around educating myself about what happened those 300 years ago, right? And so there is some, I see interest in like, this is a story that goes way, way back. And a lot of people have said to me, I had no idea. And they had no idea because they never had to live it. Mm -hmm. See, things don't, don't really bother you or, or um, what's the best word? Things don't really get your attention until it impacts you in some way. 
And I think now the call to action as because of what happened to George Floyd is if you're a firm company organization and you have not made a statement and you have stayed silent in 2021, that does not look very good. So I fully recognize that some companies, you know, and I'm not here to judge if that's what they're doing is on board because it is the it thing to do now to say, oh, yes, I'm on board. But in your mind, in your heart, you're really not. You're going along with the story because that's what you think. This is just another wave and we're going to ride this wave and it'll be over in a couple of years or so. But I'm here to tell you, Gary, I don't think this one's going to be over. I really, really think that this time is different. Look at the billions, not millions, billions of dollars that companies, firms and organizations are investing around diversity, excuse me, equity inclusion now. And you don't invest that kind of money and to go away in a couple of years, right? This has now become part of business imperative, which is why I think we see companies and organizations signing on to say, hey, I'm ready to do the work uh, as uncomfortable as it is. And I, and I can see that some people that I've talked to um, have been uncomfortable. And what I try to do is get them to that place of being comfortable because I say, listen, I am not here to judge you. I'm not here to tell you what to do or how to do it. I am here to go on the journey with you and to help you with some tools, resource, education, and awareness along the way so that you can do your job well, so that you can address some blind spots, right? Furthermore, Finley said it's not just a matter of subjectivity. Data tells us that there are problems to be solved when it comes to race. Discrimination, racism, treating people differently, again, because of what they look like or, or a disability is still an issue. When you think you look across corporate America, just for example, and you see the inequality, even from men versus women and opportunities like this thing is still a thing <laughs> after hundreds of years later. It's still a thing that needs to be addressed. And we have, I feel, Gary, that we have to get beyond, but it doesn't impact me because indirectly, you don't see it through that blind spot, but it does impact you. The events of May 2020 prompted Society President and CEO Scott Wiley to announce a three-part commitment to end racism and help create a business environment that offers equal opportunity to all. The plan consists of CEO leadership, advancing public policy, and organizational commitment, including a $100,000 pledge for initiatives. You can learn more about the commitment at ohiocpa.com action. Finley said business leaders can begin addressing issues within their organizations by getting an honest picture of where those organizations and they personally are. And that can be done through what we're calling uh, a culture and inclusion assessment to take the time to hear the voice of each individual in the company organization through a series of questions around culture and inclusion and how they're feeling. Data is our best friend when it comes to this subject, I believe, right? It, it, it tells us the story of where we are and the opportunities that we have 
ahead. So that first step that I have said to um, companies and individuals that I engage with that let's find out where you are in your thinking. And again, through these assessments, a series of questions that will share that information and then to take that information and look very closely at what is the story that it is telling and presenting to you and then coming up with a plan of action to address that. And all of this takes time, right? It's not a one and done clinical box. Oh, I did the assessment. The assessment said this. Let's go do these things for the next couple of months or a year, and then we're done. It doesn't work like that. Like this is really very thoughtful and intentional, long journey work. Uh, there should be no pressure to get there in the next couple of months because I can assure you that will not happen. The journey will not be perfect. There will be roadblocks. There will be interruptions. There will be misunderstanding. There will be hurt feelings, right? But it's all in how do you recover from it and continue to move forward, right? One of the things I, I try to um, share with my clients and remind myself is not to personalize it, right? to really try to embrace people and their thinking based on where they are. When it comes to mental health, Finley noted that there have been many resources shared during the pandemic. If you're stuck in a bad place mentally, she says the path forward starts with a choice to reach out. Pick up the phone and ask for help. Like you are not in this, we're not in life alone, right? relationships are is everything and we all need them to survive but when it comes to your mental health is everything right if it if it's a choice of you wanting to check out and say i no longer want to live i cannot bear it you owe it to yourself to pick up the phone and to let someone know that you need help Thank you to Margaret for joining us to speak more about these issues. Again, be sure to check out our complete story in the May-June issue of CPA Voice. What did you think of this episode? You can let me know at ghunt at ohiocpa.com. And please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening.